Welcome to This Is Where You Came From. I'm your host, Amber Tapley. This podcast is all about sharing stories about pregnancy, parenting, babies, and birth, about ancestral wisdom, botanical medicine, and all the threads that connect us to ourselves, this earth, and each other. These stories will show us the magic and the mundane all mixed in together. There'll be interviews with folks from all over the world, parents, healers, teachers, and learners. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to episode two of This Is Where You Came From. This conversation was wonderful. It was free-flowing and just a beautiful expression from uh, Rebecca Hammond, who is this incredible woman uh, living out in BC. And Rebecca is a holistic reproductive practitioner here to support mothers and families as they birth the next generations. She loves studying generational patterning and conditioning, the relationship between grandmother, mother and daughter, as she's found that we're so deeply connected through the experience we have in the womb. Rebecca is a passionate mentor teaching women how to nourish her body, mind, soul, womb, and to live and flow with their cycle. Her work is really specific. Those that work with her come to birth to do work before their birth in preparation for the energy clearing that needs to take place. She supports uh, birthing people preconception so that they can heal their lineage to break the cycle of generational trauma and conditioning for future generations and the planet. She's been on this journey of holistic healing for over a decade now and really has committed her life to this work. She struggled with hormonal imbalances, irregular painful periods, lack of self-worth, self-love, and unhealthy relationships with food and her body. She's really becoming a leader in the field of women's holistic reproductive health and is embarking on the journey of becoming a doula. She's an advocate for conscious conception and is here to birth the new earth. She believes in approaching health holistically, looking at the mind, body, soul, and womb to determine the root cause of any imbalance. Her dream is to empower you to reclaim and own your power, to reclaim your health and trust your inner knowing, to heal and reconnect with your body, mind, soul, and womb, and to fall back into rhythm and flow with your sacred cycle so that you can really come back into relationship with your true divine nature and essence. She creates safe space, community, and sisterhood through her women's circles, workshops, one-on-one, and group mentorship programs. To really, uh, she works to provide a space for women to be vulnerable. And her intention is to share the truth, her experiences, all things holistic health, to support people on their journey and be a guide as she believes that we are all our own healers. She's amazing, and I'm so excited that we were able to find time to make this happen. Uh, So I hope that you are somewhere comfortable and safe and cozy. Make yourself a nice cup of tea and join us as we embark on this conversation about um, Rebecca's journey, about how important uh, birth work is and the work that comes before the birth work and just enjoy the connection of two soul sisters having a great time conversing and sharing. Enjoy. Rebecca, we are going to kind of dive into the work that you do and the things in your life that have kind of led up to where you are today. 
and what you're studying and how you want to show up in the world. Mm -hmm. So do you want to just like give us a little kind of brief rundown of what it is that you do? Okay, I'll try and be brief. Okay. <laughs> I will try and be brief. So I would say it all started very early on in my life. Um, pre-menstrual cycles. Um, I would say I was a normal kid person, you know, didn't really know. And then as soon as I had my first period, um, it happened on Halloween oh, and gosh. I was in grade eight. So I was like, Ooh, yes. Very witchy vibes. Yeah. Um, but it was never regular right from the get go. It was extremely painful from my first experience. Um, all throughout high school, I would go through months at a time where I wouldn't get a period. And then when it would come, I was never prepared. So often I would get it at school and bleed through my pants and mm -hmm. go through that whole experience. So it was very traumatic from the yeah, beginning. I and I begged my mom at the age of 14 to go on the birth control pill because I'd heard through the grapevine as some of the people were starting to get sexually active. I wasn't at the time and that wasn't my reason for it at all. Um, they were saying, oh, it'll give you a regular cycle and your boobs will grow. So <laughs> very underdeveloped teen. I was like, this is great. Okay. I'm, I'm for it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Um, my mom was against it from the beginning. And I'm, of course, yep, that's a major decision. Mm -hmm. But I was really um, good at convincing her that this is what I needed. So we went to the doctor. And without question, I was put on the birth control pill. Um, was not explained what impact it was really going to have on my cycle. Mm -hmm. All I knew was that if I took the pill every day, I was going to get a period. It would be less painful, less acne, but had no concept of the fact that it literally was stopping ovulation and really having a huge impact on my body. Um, I was never asked anything about nutrition or lifestyle or stress or any of the, the mm -hmm. fundamental holistic things that I really believe practitioners should be looking at the full spectrum. Mm -hmm. Never was asked about that. And um, went on my merry way, grew the boobs, probably gained <laughs> 10 pounds. Yep. Um, and that was it. And I was so disconnected, like no concept. Mm -hmm. And then during um, university, I started to become a little bit more aware about health for the reasons of um, aesthetics. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to gain the freshman 15. I didn't want to be like this chubby girl any longer. So I got really, really into um, working out um, specifically weightlifting and clean eating, quote unquote, yeah. which um, developed into orthorexia and an obsession with the gym, still on the pill. So I was literally destroying my body from the inside out with all the choices that I was making, mm -hmm. but they were quote unquote, the healthy girl. And I got down to like a really small weight. Um, I looked like back then we didn't have Instagram or Facebook, but like yeah. I was your quote unquote fitness model right. and was getting all of the um, attention and like in such mm -hmm. a negative way and being like praised for the, how I looked in my health when really I was super anxious, so disconnected from my body, had no concept of my period still. And when I was 24, this was the big moment in my life where everything shifted. Mm -hmm. Um, it was 2012. So when that huge cycle and like the awakening and all mm -hmm. that kind of came into place, so I find it very interesting. I went to my doctor, she, um, was asking me questions and I was like, well, I don't want to be on the pill anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so what can I do? 
And she looked at me and based on what I told her from my past, she's like, well, I think you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I was like, well, what is that? And she kind of gave me a very brief explanation, but basically said, you'll have trouble getting pregnant. And um, that was a big wake up call for me because I've always wanted to be a mom. Like I was even looking back this past week and I have my dolls from when I was small child and I was nurturing and caring for small babies, Mm -hmm. even though they're made of plastic from a very young age. Like this has been a part of my soul DNA from the get go. Mm -hmm. So that really triggered me. And I said like, well, what do you mean? I can't get pregnant. What am I going to do? And her response was, we'll get there. When we get there, we'll cross that bridge. Don't worry about it right now. I'm going to put you back on the pill. And also in the meantime, don't get fat. And yeah, great. Great advice. So that spiraled me into like a huge state of depression and again, rejection of my body because it was failing me and I wasn't normal. So I turned to um, drinking really heavily, um, smoking a lot more weed and just kind of went on a rampage. Mm -hmm. But with that, I moved to Banff. And that's when everything changed because I met my now husband and I was like, this is not going to be my life. And this is the catalyst. I'm going to be the one that needs to change things. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have to come to me because I'm not being supported by the medical community and I'm just not getting answers. So this is a very long story, but it all kind of leads Mm -hmm. up to where I am now. Right. Absolutely. So that was the Kickstarter of realizing, okay, this is, I have to take personal responsibility. I can't keep giving my power away or telling, letting other people influence the decisions that I'm making. Like I really have to get down to the root cause of this, which led me on this journey to figuring out how to heal my hormones naturally, reconnect with my body, learn to live and flow with my cycle, learn to eat for each phase, work out for each phase, which then turned into now the work that I'm here to do, training to be a holistic reproductive practitioner, which encompasses reflexology, energy healing, and then all of the doula little segues or not segues, but like different sections of being a doula. So that's how I got here. But this is my life's mission. Like I literally came to earth for this purpose and this purpose alone. And every single little stepping stone has brought me to this point in this awareness so that I can support women because I have the experience of living through it. Right. It's amazing. And so this has been like a several year journey for you. Like since that turning point, when you moved to Banff, you met Andy, like how many years have you been kind of on this journey to like heal and understand your hormones and your body and to kind of rebuild that relationship that had been kind of interrupted for so long? Mm-hmm. It's been eight years. Eight years. We're literally coming up to this eight year um, mm-hmm. cycle, which is so interesting because I believe that in 2012, a portal opened And in 2020, we're closing this chapter. Mm -hmm. And um, all of the things that I've been through in the last eight years has been to get to this pivotal point of where I'm so solid in who I am. I understand what's going on with my body. Mm -hmm. And I look at, again, everything's such a holistic perspective. I think that that's something that's been missed. And I know that you can attest to this with the work that you do, is that it's not like if we're experiencing infertility, it's Mm -hmm. not just... A, the woman's fault. Yep. Later. Um, but it's not just like, okay, so the woman's infertile. It must be her fault. Um, mm-hmm. It's something going on with her eggs or whatever. Like there's so many factors that play mm-hmm. into infertility or having PCOS or painful irregular periods that is being missed by the conventional um, 
medical system. Whereas holistic mm. practitioners, we look at like, I'm a firm believer in mind, body, soul, womb connection. Mm -hmm. So like, look, let's look at all the different facets. What are you eating? Your stress levels, all of that yeah. to then get the bigger picture. So mm -hmm. that's been my journey is literally examining every single aspect of my life. The inner mm -hmm. child uh, piece yeah. is huge. Um, healing past traumas, sexual mm -hmm. trauma, like it all brings that full connection together of why we have this mm -hmm. manifestation in the physical form, which for me was right. PTOS. Yeah. And I think I, I love that you mentioned, you know, doing like inner child work and dealing with past trauma. Cause I think that in so many places on social media, I see this happening where there's this like, Oh, like healing. is just this like beautiful, wonderful process. And you know, it's, it's all light and fluffy and there's fairies and yeah, it is very magical to go through these healing journeys, but holy, it is hard and it is dark and, and it can be really painful sometimes to, you know, look at all of these aspects that maybe we don't want to face that could be impacting our relationships, our body, our ability to conceive or, you know, hold on to a pregnancy. And then to also like when we go into the actual like birthing experience, like if we have all of this unprocessed everything, it's, it's gonna come up, you know, in those like most vulnerable, like raw moments, like these things will come back up. So kudos to you for like being brave and, and diving into that, you know? Thank you. And that's what all of what you're saying is literally the work that I'm here to do mm -hmm. and how I'm here to support women. And it, I'm a firm believer and I'm not trying to trigger anyone on this podcast or who listens um, of doing the work before we even get to conception. Yeah. Because I've seen through my own past history. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I was on this journey, I wasn't just looking at myself. I was looking at my mom and my grandmothers because I know that my egg mm -hmm. was inside of my mom when my mom was inside of my grandma. So like everything that she was experiencing mm -hmm. energetically, emotionally, her epigenics all gets passed down the line. Yeah. So I had to really look back even like my mom um, had an eptopic pregnancy before me. And it was right. a very traumatic experience for her. Mm -hmm. She had no support. I'm the next in line. Mm -hmm. So that shifted, shifted and shaped her, her fear, perhaps Absolutely. during her pregnancy with me. Absolutely. I was also, there was a potential that I was going to have Down syndrome because of the chromosomes. Mm -hmm. So they had the option to either terminate the pregnancy or continue with it. So like there were so many things going on mm -hmm. that energetically got passed down to me her birth was pretty traumatic. Her umbilical, my umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about this because of the yes, growth. because mine was right? as well. Right. We had talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And it's wild. Just like when you really take a second to like look at all the little factors that contribute to your makeup, even mm -hmm. before you come into this world, we come, we're a soul, I believe, yeah. that then has these lessons that we've come here to learn, but we're bringing karma with us and, mm -hmm. and things in this life to go through. Um, but I had to really look at like my relationships with my grandmothers and their experience, especially with their periods. Like my mom grew up knowing her cycle was the curse. Well, that language is so disempowering. Yeah. Which no wonder I had this misconception about my period and felt so mm -hmm. upset about it and that my body had failed me because that's the, the lineage that I was holding. Absolutely. And that's yeah. so common. I know I also grew up with that language of like, oh, the curse. And um, I remember when I started 
um, menstruating, I actually was so embarrassed that I didn't tell my mother. I didn't tell her for almost a year. Wow. And I would just kind of like steal her tampon. I don't know how she didn't notice, to be honest, but because um, there's so much shame attached to that. And of course, now, you know, I'm like coming up, I'll be in my 40s in a few years. And I'm astounded that I spent, you know, several years in my early life having this weird, contentious relationship with my cycle that I was lucky. Mine was regular. It wasn't terribly painful. It was just dirty and shameful, you know? (laughs) So now I'm like, oh my God, like I absolutely adore the fact that I can menstruate and that, um, you know, like so much beauty has come out of my womb and out of, and into my life, you know, that I like celebrated it when it came back, um, Mm -hmm. postpartum after my second, I had a nice long, almost 18 month break. And, um, but then I celebrated it and I posted about it on social media. And one of my friends was like, are you, did you just post about your period started? I'm like, I did. And I was going to take a picture, but I didn't. So you're welcome. Um, me just talking about it, I think was, was enough, but it's, it's interesting to see how we, you know, we grow up with that, that language that's really negative and then we can slowly start to shift it. But gosh, how many people are still living with that, that mindset of like, this is, this is something bad and we should like, just not, recognize the power in it and you know mm-hmm. and and I know I understand if it's painful and uncomfortable then you're like fuck that it's not magic <laughs> it sucks you know yeah. but then isn't see I'm glad you're bringing this up because I do feel like that part of the reason why because I'm a very um as much as I'm very spiritual mm-hmm. know the why behind everything from all different perspectives so like we talk about the holistic perspective but I want to understand like the energetics behind it, the science behind it. And I am finding, and maybe you can attest to this because you've been in the game longer than I have, um, that the language that we're using and how we feel about our, our reproductive cycles or just ourselves as women in general, mm-hmm. I'm finding that there is a connection between how we experience our periods, how we experience life, our birth, mm-hmm. all of these different factors come down to this root of how we feel about our periods or just ourselves as women. And I feel that this is actually the root cause of a lot of reproductive health disease from an energetic standpoint, because if we are carrying this trauma because it's been passed down generationally, the experiences we've had possibly, again, trigger warning, um, sexual abuse or anything where it's like, there's so much shame and fear and disconnect that we're almost shutting down those cycles within our body because it's not safe mm-hmm. in our minds. Even if we're not physically being attacked in that moment, like I look at all the stress, like it gets embedded in the system and then impacts the whole function mm-hmm. of the body that because so many women live in fear or have this lineage passed on, reproductive health disease is manifested in this way. So I'm saying mm-hmm. it's so important now more than ever mm-hmm. because it's such a, widespread thing that women aren't really talking about it either like mm-hmm. no one's going around and saying like i got my period today or i have pcos or i have endometriosis like there's so much shame or i'm mm-hmm. experiencing infertility yeah that because we're we're continuing to almost like perpetuate the shame yeah that this is what's creating dis-ease in the body mm-hmm. yeah i think that there's certainly some truth in that and i like i'm happy to see that one thing about modern communication is that we do have access to like 
more open discussions about things. So, and you know, I live in a bubble, of course, with a lot of other like birth professionals and people who love to talk about this stuff. So I see it a lot. Like I would say on a daily basis, I'm either seeing birthing videos or pregnancy stuff or people talking about their menstruation. Um, but I, that's, I live in a bubble, you know? So it's like, I recognize that that's very specific to the people, the company I keep, but I, I hope and pray that can like conversations will continue. You know, I, and now I'm, I'm raising a daughter. So for me, it's like menstruation is something that like, I've been very open with, um, both of my children about, you know, so like they, from a very young age are kind of exposed to this, this, um, reality, which is that some people bleed every month when they're, you know, unless they're pregnant or they've gone through the change and they're now in the menopausal period. So, um, that to me is amazing that for them they're growing up without that awareness of shame and you know i will never be referring to it as the curse with my daughter and hopefully um you know she'll grow up recognizing that it's a pretty essential part to how you know her body will mature and 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 grow and maybe house babies some days and um so i i do see the conversation shifting and becoming becoming more open and i um, I think it's really great that some places like Scotland had just passed, they just passed a bill a few weeks ago, maybe, I don't even know if it's been a month ago, where um, there are like menstruation products for free everywhere. Oh, right everywhere. on. So anyone who needs them can access them. Um, and the, uh, the, the woman who was in parliament, like this is something she's been working on and working on and working on. And, you know, part of that is to re remove that stigma and reduce that shame and to recognize that, you know, like we have to address the fact like period poverty is a thing. And we have to talk about, you know, the fact that it's not just women menstruating, that there's lots of like different bodies that are menstruating and they need to have access to products. And, and why on earth should this be something that that people like are embarrassed by or don't mm -hmm. have access to, or, mm -hmm. you know, it can impact their schooling, their work lives, their relationships. So these conversations are essential in, in getting people talking about, you know, the biological norms of human bodies, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. you know. It's so, well, I was, I had this thought the other day about if we were taught from a very young age, literally the biology Mm -hmm. of who we are as people who menstruate mm -hmm. how that would totally shift everything from um unwanted pregnancies teen pregnancies um, reproductive health disease because we have a fundamental understanding of how our bodies work and mm -hmm. understanding that we're actually not fertile the whole time which is such a misconception that people have you know, like it, it literally would shift everything if you just had this awareness and it was talked to in a way that, oh, you broke your arm. Mm -hmm. It's going to take this amount of time to heal. Like it's completely in the same spectrum of yeah. human function yeah. and how it would shift. So I'm grateful that you've created this podcast and for the work that you're doing as an educator, because in your part of the world and beyond you're making waves for people to have the language and the tools and the resources and the support mm -hmm. through this time. Yeah, it makes a big difference for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I mean, I'm not sure, I don't know what it's like where you live, like where I live, it's, even though I'm in like a small city, um, I'm not sure if it's actually technically a city anymore because the population shrunk, but you know, it's not 
a super er, uh, rural area where I am specifically, but most of the island is quite rural. And, mm-hmm. and truly on the whole East Coast of Canada, I feel like it's almost like stepping back in time, you know? So it's mm. kind of like we're coming in, like, it's like everything's a little bit slower to shift and to change here. Um, so it, it feels especially important to be doing this work right now where it's like, you know, we're still just trying to normalize things like inclusive language and, you know, like women being able to choose to like not shave their legs. Like those are still like, Ooh, Oh my, <laughs> like it's, it's really interesting. And, and I know it's different all over the world. So we're all kind of at different places, but mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, like people who are, coming into this work with like a holistic mindset who are willing to like have conversations that haven't been had before, especially in like a public, I mean, where I'm in my closet right now, but like (laughs) what will eventually be public realm. um, It just, it's, I think it's transformational and I, you know, I I don't want to place too much importance on the work we're doing or be arrogant, but I do think that it is, um, it has the power to have a really big impact on the people who are growing up right now and, you know, like the future adults of the world and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with you. And that's why this work, it's, it's not just, Oh, I'm going to support in someone's birthing experience, which is profound. And I haven't yet experienced birth myself or witnessed birth. I've watched birth and, and I just know that this is what I'm here to do, but, yeah, we, I'm not, again, not from an arrogant standpoint, but tooting our own, not tooting our own horns, but bringing awareness to how important this, how it will shift the world because it's the holistic perspective. Like I look at it with, when I'm working with clients, I go pretty in depth with um, nutrition, movement, gut health. Like I cover every single factor that's mm-hmm. going to have an impact on your hormones. Yeah. And it's, it can be um, heavy in terms of content because it's like going back to school. Yeah. But I find that when we have this information and this knowledge that then supports our inner knowing us, this information, we're just remembering it, mm-hmm. how it shifts, like how we take care of the family in general. Like I don't go to the doctor or flu or like sickness or illness because I know how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding now being in, getting into this new job, um, supporting people with supplements, like people don't know the fundamentals. No like at all, like the base level is not even there. So we have to really strip it back to let's drink water. Let's eat real whole foods. Let's just sleep like simple fundamental things that will transform how we are as a society. Mm -hmm. So this work is very important. And if you are doing it, thank you. Yeah. And thank you. (laughs) you. So necessary for the, the way we move forward as a society because we are in a diseased state of the mind the body the soul Mm -hmm. productive health right now in big ways and it's coming to the surface I believe because like the phases of our cycle Mm -hmm. each each cycle we die to be reborn and we're going through this transition of death and it's uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. it's bringing up a lot in people where they're having to face our Mm -hmm. inner child wounds and our traumas and it's if we've not been supported in the past, then it can be really dark and scary, but yeah, there's light. There is, And we're here to be that light to support you when you're ready to go on this journey. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who have done the work to prepare for this time, knowing I believe that was going to happen mm-hmm. and preparing it for, for a lifetime. So we're ready to serve you. 
and support you as you, you dive into this work. Because like you said at the beginning, it's not pretty. No. And I think that it like, I think that it, there are pretty moments and there are like beautiful moments and, and I would much rather something be powerful than pretty anyway. So I like, yeah, I think I just, I think I admire anyone who is willing to like really look at like big picture thinking. I always describe it to people, you know, like we need to be big picture thinkers. Like let's not just look at one individual thing and not think that it's connected to all of these other things, you know? So, you know, when I'm, when I'm meeting with my clients, usually one of the first things I do is I'll send them um, it's not an intake form, um, cause it's like for my doula clients where I'll ask them questions about their relationship with their parents, about like their birth story. Like, how did you come into this world? What was that experience like? And do you know, so many people don't actually know what their birth was. You know, someone I, I work with a clinical herbalist, um, as a client and, mm. you know, when she's asking me questions about my health, like it's not it's not just about my physical health, you know, it's about my emotional health and my um, spiritual well-being. And, you know, how am I sleeping? What do I think about during the day? Like all of these things. And I'm just like, how can anyone provide health care or support without knowing all of these things? You know? Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with you. Completely yeah. agree with you. And especially with the fact that starting right from like when you came into this world that directly impacts everything. Mm -hmm. I'm working with a client right now. And she, um, when she was first brought into the world, um, her father couldn't hold her because of his own fears Mm. that created that separation Mm -hmm. right away. Um, Andy's grandmother was adopted and she, her whole entire life has experienced severe anxiety and mm. she doesn't know the rest of the family does. Right. She, and she's in her late eighties and this has impacted her whole entire life, her whole mental health. And because she didn't know the foundational cause, yeah. she's lived with this her whole life and knowing probably, because I think we do, we know these things. Once mm-hmm. we come back into like our awareness, we remember yeah. all of these things, but if, if we don't know where it started, that root cause, then we, we don't understand how all of these other little things impacted us, right? Like, and how to heal, right? If yeah. we don't know what's causing yeah. something. Like I, like you had to go back to the start of like, what was my birth like? Yeah. And okay, how did that create mm-hmm. either some energetic blocks or mm-hmm. some, for me, like, I've, I've learned that my biggest wound is rejection through the mentor that I'm working with. And that possible rejection from being in my mom's womb with that diagnosis of Down syndrome and like, not that they were ever going to terminate the pregnancy, but even just that inkling of like, this is an option. Mm-hmm. Energetically, I would have felt that. Absolutely. And it gets passed down. So you have to go back to like our lineage to understand. And like my mm-hmm. grandmothers also had huge rejection wounds and really traumatic life experiences that created a lot of anger and mental health. And Mm -hmm. then that gets passed down. And like, we have to look at like how my grandmother parented my mom has directly impacted how she's parented us. Mm -hmm. And you can see the the work that she's done because it hasn't been passed down as much, but 
Right. That's part of the, it's not just you looking at yourself. You've got to. And I think that like, I know for me, I always think, you know, like I'm not just doing this work, like my healing work and my growth and all of that. It's not, it's not just for me. Like it's partly for me definitely. And partly so I can like be a better service provider, but also like for my children and then their children. And you know, like this whole, all of these generations of people that are going to come after that, like, I want them to start with a good solid foundation of like, okay, like my mom wasn't perfect, but she like did the work to try and be better and to heal and, Mm -hmm. you know, to encourage health, which is so much more than just not being sick or, you know, like, Oh, totally. And yeah, I completely agree with you on, it's not just for ourselves. It is for the greater good. And if you are, um, already have had kids, this isn't to like shame you or create any more like, Oh shit, what did I pass down? Like, damn. Um, it's, it's an opportunity to be like, okay, I, what can I do now? And how can I involve my children in it? You know, like I do me doing the work was for myself, but it allowed for my mom to be able to reflect on things and for her to do some own her own inner child healing Mm -hmm. and address things that were really impacting her, which will impact me and then impact the child that I know is coming into the world. And this started because I knew I was going to be a mom and I refused to pass down any of the stuff that I'd experienced to her. And that is like my main motivator. And I know I'm having a girl because it's, it's just part of what I'm here to do. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's what a beautiful gift you can give to the next generation, but mother earth too. Yeah. You know, like it ripples in so many ways. It's not just for the individual. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Do you want to tell us a bit about the school that you're going through right now? Because I think it's unique and amazing. And I feel like it's like, there's not a lot of schools that are like this. Um, And I know every time I see something about the school, I'm like, oh gosh, I'd really love to do. Yeah, it's. Okay, so this is one of those synchronicities in life. And this is why I firmly believe too that as we do the work, the universe, God, whoever Mm -hmm. provides for us in like the most profound ways. So I came across this program working with um, one of my clients who was in it. And I read the um, mission statement or whatever thing Mm -hmm. and full on body shivers, but cried. Like that's when I, for me, that's a hell yes in my life. I get full body visceral, like, Mm-hmm. It's just like my higher self is like, yes, try. <laughs> um, this program was something that I'd been praying for and was literally designed for me. So it's through um, By the Moon. They're in Ontario and in Belleville. And Michelle is the creator of this program. And oh my gosh, you would love her. <laughs> like totally our type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we connected over Zoom. I shared my story and she was like, yeah, this program's absolutely for you. And I started in September. So it includes reflexology, which is something I'd never experienced before. Um, but the more I learn about it, I'm astounded by how many ways it can support whole body healing. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be able to use that as a tool to support women and birthing people and just fam- people in general, right? With, mm. with whole body health. Um, she also teaches on the energetics which I'm really excited about. Um, it's primarily Reiki, 
I within myself feel like I'm going to have a different way of doing energy work. It's part of my purpose that I am still learning about myself um, to really support, again, all phases of menstruating to pregnancy, fertility, postpartum. And then it's all of the doula, doulas things, which is like um, postpartum, pregnancy, fertility, loss. And then at the end, I will be a holistic reproductive practitioner mm -hmm. able to serve in so many different ways. And mm -hmm. fuck, I'm so excited. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast. Totally but right. I yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> a word to describe how excited I am to have this opportunity because literally everything that I've done up until this point has been for this program mm -hmm. to give me this well-rounded way of serving myself yep. and also my community. So if you are someone who feels called to this work, mm -hmm. please check this program out. It's two years. So it's not one where you're going for the weekend yeah. and now you're certified and you mm -hmm. don't have the support or the resources. Her curriculum is in depth. She used to design um, the curriculums for doula Canada or whatever it was before. So she is mm -hmm. a seasoned um, practitioner and I'm just so grateful that this has come into my life because it's literally everything that I prayed for to be able to do this work because I don't know if you found um, within yourself, like you, you have this inner knowing that you're meant to do this type of work and it's just, it's within you. But then we have to get like the credentials or the criteria to mm -hmm. be taken seriously. So this just allows me to do what I came here to do. Oh, that's so fantastic. I love when things kind of align like that to just support your soul's purpose. Um, had someone ask me to attend their birth to be their doula before I was a doula. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not a doula. And she said, you'd be a great one. <laughs> so I... That's how I became a doula. I attended this birth. It was one of the most beautiful experiences. And, and while I was there, I was just like, I don't know that I've ever been so like calm and grounded and just like absolutely, I mean, I definitely had been in places like this before in my life, but it was so powerful how I was just like so certain that like this was something that I was like 100% capable of doing. And I like, felt so certain that that was where I was supposed to be. And so mm -hmm. as soon as I left that birth, I was on the biggest high and, and, and you'll know when you go to your first birth, you'll experience this after this, just like, wow, uh, moment. And I like immediately was like, I need to be a doula and like actually officially be a doula and then do this for the rest of my life mm -hmm. because it's incredible. And to be kind of invited along on that journey with someone and to just bear witness to them in those moments is, is so like undescribably epic. Like I can't even, it's just incredible. Mm, it, hearing you talk about it, it gets me emotional and hits all the fields because what yeah. an honor to be able to support the transition of, of someone going from like, I, I'm going to say made into mother just because it's a language that I have right now. Yeah. Um, but that, that transition and that birthing experience. So it's not even birthing the child. Like yeah. it's that transition between like young self to mother or parent. And then to also bear, bear witness to the transition of a soul coming into human yeah. form. Like there is so much happening. There's and so then happening. people becoming parents and mm -hmm. witnessing that transition. Like there's so much for you to be able to hold space and witness. Mm -hmm. Like what a profound 
thing to offer support with when it's something that there's so much fear around, even though this is exactly what we were designed to do. So you can see that bridge to reminding a birthing person, like you were designed for this. This is normal. This is normal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think that I'm so happy that you're coming into this work because I just know you're, you're just going to be amazing at it. And I think part of the reason is because you recognize the sacred, you know, you recognize that like, yeah, it's this, it's this beautiful thing we were designed to do and, and, you know, it's normal and it's natural, but it's also like, it's magical and it's transformative and it impacts the rest of your life. And I can even say like, as even when I'm not the birthing person, when I'm the one, you know, just I'm there and I'm watching, I'm supporting, like every single birthing experience changes me forever too, you know, like there's no way you can come out of that the same person who went in, whether you're the one giving birth or the partner of the person or the baby or the doula, like we all come out just a little bit different than we went in. And that's, it's incredible. (laughs) It's really something. How, uh, yeah, shivers all over because it's just confirmation that yes, this is what I'm here to do. And (laughs) And I love that. I love holding space for the transformation. Mm-hmm. And being a part of the dark and the light. Yes. Because and witnessing growth in mm-hmm. people, seeing the strength that we have mm-hmm. and the power that we have and this innate wisdom that we have within and how our bodies literally know exactly what to do to bring something into the world. It's for me, I feel like it's gonna be that reminder of like holy shit, we, we are so much greater than we even give ourselves credit for or even know. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I don't know, when I was in massage therapy school and we were studying, um, it must've been our chapter on, on reproduction and, and all of the things that need to align for conception. And I mean, I knew these things, these weren't like new things, but like for some reason, like studying that in my adulthood, I was like, wait a second, like, holy shit, like all of these working parts need to be working properly and at the right time and the right moment. And like, that needs to happen. And that needs to happen. I'm like, how do we, and we just like do this. We're just like, oh, I just made a baby. What? (laughs) And then the body just like, and then the baby grows and develops and like, holy shit, that's incredible. And it's, I can understand now why a lot of, a lot of scientists also are like, very like they're people with a really strong faith in the divine because they the more you understand about the way that the world functions and the way that our bodies function the more you can see the presence of the divine because you're like well how the fuck does this all actually work like we are absolutely walking miracles just like floating around this world worrying about all the stuff that doesn't matter when it's like a literal miracle that that we're breathing that we're able to converse like it's mind blowing. And I, if I think about it too much, I'm like, I can't even exist anymore. This is just like all too amazing. Like, how is this even possible? Like, it's just, it's incredible. I completely agree. I, I was, when I first started reading, um, about the male reproductive system, Mm because I hadn't read it since we were like in grade school or whenever you first learned Mm -hmm. and just understanding how much sperm 
men have within them and then how that one tiny little sperm can fight through all barriers and like just get there and the eggs waiting and how beautiful like that blew my mind again to like the miracle of us being here yeah and that you are enough just as you are because you are here yeah and that's another missing piece in our world is that everything is looking without or for the external where Mm. I believe the healing work that is happening and being brought more to the forefront now is like doing the inner work. Like everything you need is within. You just have to like go deep and trust, Mm -hmm. even though it can be dark and icky and you may have to relive certain past um, experiences that have shaped you in such profound ways, but you can always go back and like, I'll show you every time I go to a workshop, every time I do anything, I bring this little, the audience can't see, but it's literally a picture of myself in grade three. Mm -hmm. And she is my reminder of how far I've come and is always there with me. So if I'm going back into, um, I'll use this example. I did a recent healing where my mentor was able to bring me back to the age of six or seven when I first started talking about my gifts and what I was here to do and how I could see Mm -hmm. aliens and things and like Mm -hmm. those things when we're so connected as children like I believe in fairies I saw the fairies like and then you share it with the world and everyone's like oh you're crazy (laughs) but I was able to go back to her and have Mm -hmm. this conversation as myself now and be like it's okay you're going to be okay Mm -hmm. and now she knows that I can take that pain away from her that fear and that she's going to be okay so when you do this inner child healing work or any type of Mm -hmm. healing work it's an opportunity for you to either mother or parent yourself when you you didn't have that mm-hmm. and that's a total segue into a whole nother thing but like we have that opportunity to to nurture those mm-hmm. those wounded children and there's a lot of adults yeah. that are walking around as wounded children I mean probably most of them yeah 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 I would yeah I would say so <laughs> Because I mean, yeah, it's like, and we, you know, we have like on the micro level within our own individual families, but then kind of on the macro level of like our whole global society is very, there's, there's a lot of work that needs to happen. And, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of collective trauma, you know, and I think that this year has absolutely added to that for so many people. And I think that, um, you know, and I, I recognize my privilege as, as, you know, a relatively comfortable white woman living in North Mm -hmm. America that like, I've had the time and the space to reflect on, Mm -hmm. on what this, this year has given us. But, um, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot, just a lot of stuff to work through. And, and, um, I'm curious to see what, what the future brings for all of us on an individual level, but also like on a bigger societal level of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, can we face these like collective traumas? Can we face these like societal ways that we've, you know, hurt other people or not taking care of the earth and, and can we fix it and make it better? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, what I've been finding is like having the awareness is, is important because then Mm -hmm. that gives us a foundation, but this is a time for us to really take action yeah. in, in doing our part mm-hmm. and, and to not pass the buck, which is so yeah. easy. And I, again, like it's easier said than done. Yeah. 
because again, that's what we've been taught. It's all external, yeah. right? Like as soon as we get into school, we're molded into yeah. these docile citizens that don't question and we stand in front and sing to this flag and mm-hmm. there's no like autonomy or sovereignty being yeah. taught. Mm-hmm. And it, I believe that we're in this awakening of like, holy shit, yeah. we've bought into something and contribute mm-hmm. to it all. Yeah. And that can be really shitty to yeah. face as well. Yeah. Um, but we have this power within us that we can transform mm-hmm. and we are evolving. And that's part of our evolution as humans is to, to continue to evolve and grow. So as much as there's a lot of fear going around and we may feel like, holy shit, is, is this ever going to change? I, I truly believe that there's hope. Absolutely. And just committing every single day that if, if we choose to raise our vibrations individually mm-hmm. and however that looks for us, yeah. that will ripple out into the world because mm-hmm. we just need to continue to consciously raise consciousness and our vibrations and everything will follow yeah. suit. Yeah. <laughs> Easier said than done. But <laughs> yeah. There's enough people in the world right now that too are coming out of the woodworks and shining their lights and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help you. You don't have to do yeah. it alone. Yeah. So find those people. Exactly. And, and I think for every stage of life, no matter who we are, having a strong system of support is essential. And it is, mm-hmm. you know, it will, it makes everything better. And it, you know, means that we can all do better work when we have that system, right? Like, you know, I think that's what I spend so much time doing is just like being a part of the system of support for people. And I can only do that because I have a great system of support, you know? And, And I hope that that, that all over the world, people are just like, okay, this is what matters right now is like showing up and taking care of each other and like mm-hmm. just doing good work, you know, work that's good yeah. for our bodies and each other and the planet and, and just showing up and doing good work. That's, that's what we have to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And have compassion. Yeah. That's another piece that I've been really facing is compassion with myself of like, wow, you've gotten yourself to this point already. Mm-hmm with the work and trust in yourself too. Like mm-hmm. trust and compassion have been a huge thing for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that even through those dark times, like love on yourself because you're having a human experience mm-hmm. and there's lessons in everything. And ultimately we do have a choice at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There is a like free will is a thing. Yeah. Um, even if we're being shared these messages or however you're feeling guided or supported by the divine, like, you do have free will at the end of the day, but if we, like you said, choose every day to do good work and show up as our best selves, like Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful start and we can all do that. Yeah. And you know, that might look different every day, but every day to say, this is the best work I can do today and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's just filling your body with good food or if it's making good food and sharing with others or, you know, going to become a holistic practitioner and, and supporting families like that's, Mm -hmm. 
And I love that you, I, I follow you on Instagram, of course. And, and when you like put different things up about like working with your cycle and, you know, like in this part of your cycle, you're just going to rest. And I'm always like, ah, oh, thank you for that permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like on those days, that's my best self and that's the best work I can do, you know? And I think yeah. that that's a really good lesson that like sometimes our best work is just to stay in bed and rest. <laughs> and sometimes it's to show up and change the world, you know? Yep. Yep. But if we don't take that time to rest, especially during like our bleed, like you're talking about, yeah. then we're missing on all these opportunities to reflect and pivot and do like some self auditing um, to receive those messages that come through um, because our intuition is so much higher at that time. Like the veil is thinner. And if we're constantly on like this go, go, go energizer bunny, which is what we've been designed to do. We've been designed, put a tampon up. Don't even like allow for this bleed to happen. Um, Like, you have to go to work or there's no, there's no space in our world right now for rest. Mm-hmm. And like, I think as, as a society, our adrenals are completely taxed. Yep. Um, we're constantly living in a state of stress or fear. Mm-hmm. And when we do create that space to rest, there's so much beauty in it. Mm-hmm. There's so much healing in it. And to give yourself permission to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, this quote unquote, like superhero every single day. That's like you said, saving the world, saving the world could be like you said, resting because if you're taxed, how are you able to serve? Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, and there's so much you can learn from your menstrual cycle, from the energetics to, Mm. Oh, it just excites me how much wisdom we have within us. It's just that remembering. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm not going to, fix you or tell you what to do in that regard. It's more to hold space like you. You're not going to tell a mother or a person how to birth. You're going to support their body's natural processes and just hold space. And that's what I'm here to do too, is to awaken and remind you that you have everything you need within. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Thanks. I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Hey, Um, I, I'm so, so happy that we got to connect in this way and I can't wait to edit this and get it out. Um, and yeah, just to like share the wisdom that you have with other people. Um, I think it's wonderful. And I, I, I do love this about like modern technology that we can connect with people that are on the other side of the country, um, doing incredible things and then, you know, share them with the world so that other people can connect with them too. So thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to chat with me. Oh, and thank you. And I just want to say how much I've loved our growth as our friendship and sisterhood has begun because has it been four or five years? Like I don't remember. I don't even know. It's so funny when someone was like, Oh, how did you meet this person? I said, we both had like the same life coach for a brief period. And we were like Mm -hmm. in a Facebook group or something, but I'm like, we just connected and like have never disconnected. So yeah. Yeah. And isn't that beautiful? Like when your soul knows it knows and it's been such an honor to watch you continue to grow and evolve and do the work that you're here to do and how you beautifully and consciously mother your children. And you're so raw. Like I love when you come on and you post videos about parenting mm-hmm. and you're just like, legit, this is what's happening people. And it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so important. So thank you for all the work that you do. And I can't wait 
to have you on my show. And so we can talk about what you're here to do and just continue this conversation because it really is so important. And I'm really proud that you continue to take action on all those messages that you receive. Like you were like, I'm going to start a podcast and here we are, we're doing it. So I'm really honored to have you in my, my soul family and to be on this journey and that you have been such a supporter in the work that I'm here to do because we can't do it alone. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Um, I'm going to link your podcast in the notes when I put this show out so that folks can go and give you a follow um, and just like learn so much from you about nutrition and hormones and balance. And that's what a great lesson to be teaching Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. And oh, my soul is very, very fulfilled right now. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much for joining me on This Is Where You Came From. Check in every week for a new episode with different guests. There will be birth professionals. There will be people who are taking their dreams and making them into a reality. Uh, People who are working to shift our cultural narratives and to really make the world a better place. So I really hope that you find these conversations as inspiring and wonderful as I do, and that you can feel the sense of connection that we are working on cultivating. So I thank you for listening. I thank you for being here. Please share with your friends if you find these conversations um, helpful to you in any way. And please follow us on Spotify and wherever else you find your podcasts. You can give us a follow on Instagram at this is where you came from. And I look forward to further conversations. So enjoy, enjoy this time and we'll see you next week.